0: Luna Anna here, and um, this is my third video in my series "Healing the Patriarchy with Love." Sorry if you can't hear my throat; it's still a bit sore. So, um, this is part three of "Healing the Patriarchy with Love," and it's um, entitled "Following Your Heart." And I meant to do this; I'm meaning to do these, intending to do these videos. So that they're out every Sunday on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Luna Louise Anna. Um but I got COVID and <clears throat> so when the last one was due out, which was absolutely ages ago, so I apologize. Um I got really sick with COVID. It's my third time having it, but this time was um, you know, it's a really it was a really rough ride on the COVID rodeo um but i'm back and i'm feeling my energy field feels um hi i've just got one of my little cats here pepper um my energy field feels much clearer my cells feel clearer a little bit like they've been um, put in an industrial washing machine <laughs> whilst being squeezed by a vice but they are clearer <laughs> so um sorry if you can hear that that's just like i say my cat pepper she just uh, she really likes the videos so she's uh, just come to have a little join in. um yes so where we got up to is part one was um <clears throat> what is patriarchy and i talked about it in terms of being i mean it's many things but from my point of view one of the main things and the key things that we have power to change quite easily is to recognise it as external um, structures and symptoms that have come about because we over rely on um, and overvalue the mind and under rely on and undervalue the heart. Um, and I'm always very very clear to let you know that I don't mean the mind is, you know, a load of rubbish and we need to just forget about it and not listen to it or anything like that. It's actually just a rebalancing. So, um, the mind is valuable. It has value. It has purpose. It has reason. It is divine and it is helpful, of course, (laughs) We'd be stuck without one. So, but then it has its limits. And what we've been doing is, um, ignoring those limits and over relying on it in terms of um, creation which is why we've then created this mess of a world that we're currently all living in and that we're in the throes of it you know kind of all the kind of like the shadow of, of what's been created is coming to light to be healed just to return to the light basically um, one of the ways that we can speed that up ourselves is by uniting the mind and the heart but we need them to be balanced and in order to do that because we've all over relied on and overvalued our mind we need to sort of come back to the heart a bit more. So today's series is about um, allowing the heart to be the guide and it sounds dead simple doesn't it? Allow the heart to be the guide, oh yeah. Okay, then I will. (laughs) But it's actually not that simple because of all the beliefs and the programming in our mind and because our mind has been um, overly in control for a long time. So there is actually a process with allowing your heart to be the guide and it takes time and a bit of conscious effort, like most things, and consistency before it becomes the norm in your life. So I'm on that path and I'm kind of in the process of doing that. So when I'm doing these videos, I'm always honest about where I'm at. I'm not sitting here preaching and teaching because I'm not really at that level yet. Okay. Um, and maybe I never will be in this life. It might be another life, whatever. So these videos are intended to just be where I'm at. Okay. So I'm going to sort of talk about, um, what's been helpful to me to help me to live with my heart as a guide. And like I say, I'm still in the process of that. So I'm not suggesting that I'm an expert, but just that I do have some valuable insights and offerings around it. And that's what these are just offerings. Okay. So first things first, and I know I reiterate this a lot, but it is key and it it is the foundation of all healing. Really. If you are, in stressful situations, stressful environments, unsafe situations, unsafe environments. Um, I'm talking really with reference to abuse, but also just if you're in a situation that really is you know, unpleasant for yourself, that you can get out of. I know sometimes there's some situations, most of the time we can get out of them, but it will be inconvenient, right? If it's inconvenient, I don't care, you still need to get out of it. But if it's you know, one that you really can't get out of, <clears throat> I'm not talking about those situations I'm talking about ones that can be changed whether you like it or not (laughs) yeah they're the ones that I'm talking about so um if you've got any kind of uh stressful jobs maybe you're living in a stressful place um or maybe your life is just stressful for another reason in order for your heart to open and be the guide it is preferable to have a safe and quiet consistently safe and quiet space it's just helpful because the heart needs to know um, that it can trust you so in if you're keeping it in an unsafe environment it can't trust you so of course it's not going to open and therefore it's not going to give you insights and it's not going to um lead it won't do that so in order for it to open it needs that kind of um needs you to use your mind funnily enough to have the presence of awareness to realize what is stopping it from opening and anything that's unsafe stressful unkind harsh uh, anything like that uh, anything that's very distracted from it like away from it um, all those kind of things stop it from opening and stop it from guiding so that is the key foundation to this really so that's the first thing if you're in uh, those difficult circumstances you need to change them if you can if you can't then you might find that you won't be able to let your heart guide until um until you're in a safer environment now once you've kind of let it guide in a safe environment you will find in environments that are unsafe it can still be a guide but it's a what I've always found for me anyway, is that it needs the, um, the safety first before it can do that. So so that's, so that's the key, okay. So then the other thing is understanding, <laughs> Sorry, Peppa's loving this, sorry. <laughs> um, so the other thing is you need to understand the role of the mind, yeah, because then you can understand its limits. So the mind is here to comprehend, yeah, to learn, to remember things, and to give us feedback around those things. And it's then it's also there for um, the things I spoke about in the first two videos. So like logic, reason, um, goal setting, and achieving. All those kind of like very masculine things. The mind is masculine. So it's all those very sort of masculine things that the mind is here to do. It's limits are, it can only remember and learn things from this lifetime. And it's not particularly discerning. So, um, a good example is me. So, you know, I had an awful lot of abuse. I've had basically 40 odd years of abuse before. Um, before you see me here today I've had like 40 odd years of abuse so my mind is very um has learned a lot about abuse and is very geared up to um watching out for abuse but it can also sometimes project onto situations and people abuse when it actually isn't abuse because that's what that's that's what it knows okay so that's a limit that it's got and we all have these limits, and they tend to be um, hidden from us because we're so used to our mind telling us what's what. And as I say, we've learned to over rely on it and overvalue it, so we tend to take what the mind sees and believes and thinks to be, you know, number one, uh, and and totally true, and it and it's not necessarily. Um, the soul, your soul, your inner wise being knows everything from every lifetime and is plugged into the source of all things so it has different a different perspective because of that um to the mind so if you sort of think about the mind is quite small and limited like that um although it's brilliant it is quite small and limited whereas the soul which is um the heart is the portal to the soul so that is connected to everything yeah so the whole of humanity, the whole of the earth, to all lifetimes, past, present, future. And so when you even think about that, you can think about the wisdom of that is greater than the wisdom of the mind. And that's not to say that the mind isn't wise, the mind is wise, but it is limited. And that's really the first thing that you need to just kind of recognise is that it has its limits and that actually we shouldn't over rely on it because um, because of those limits. So that's the first, uh, the first thing for actually working with the, with your, your mind and your heart. Okay. The next thing is you need to learn to actually listen to your heart, which we've all been taught not to do. You know, we've been taught, um, particularly, I don't know what other places are like, I'm in the UK. And, um, we refer to it as the nanny state because, you know, we're always being told what to do, what to think, what to believe, there's an awful lot of, you know, very expensive propaganda that goes on with the mainstream media um, and with our government services, you know, like they're all over Facebook with their messages that they want you to listen to, for example. And it's not to say that those messages are necessarily wrong or even that they're unhelpful. It's just that we've been trained to kind of rely on um, what our mind sees and what our mind thinks in order to survive and live our lives there's nothing nothing at all about following your heart and I would love I'd love this to be in schools I'd love it to be in schools like how to follow your heart it'd just be wonderful wouldn't it and because of that we've just got kind of um, programmed and set into you know lives that are all very similar to each other's you know most people work full-time long hours. Um, Most people have some sort of commute to work that adds to those hours. Um, Most people aim, I'm talking about the UK here by the way, I don't know about other areas, most people aim to own their own home. Um, Most people aim to have one holiday abroad a year or more if they can Uh, and most people drink too much and that's kind of the culture here. And you can see that that's very set. And we're all just kind of like copycatting each other and actually hearts are very unique and very individual and their wishes are very unique and very individual and hearts desires, um, aren't based on agendas like achieving and getting it's all those things that I've just mentioned are like the, the, the realm of the mind. Cause they're the realm of the masculine. They're all about getting, obtaining, consuming, And the heart is about giving Mm. (laughs) and receiving, which is a slightly different, different vibe to getting and obtaining and consuming and wanting. And, you know, it's just got that different, different frequency. And so if you think about that, then you think about how we're all very distracted in those, those copycat lives that we've got you know, how is there any time or space for us to then, um, be listening to the heart? You know, we don't even know how to do it. There's no instruction manual. There's no education around it. So for me personally, I've just found having silence and stillness and no agendas has really helped me. Um, I'm still in training. (laughs) So like I said, it's still a process for me. So I haven't, you know, I haven't got this down yet, which is why I'm, I'm sharing very honestly, just from the bits that I have, um, come to know. And you know, I mean, some people like things like journaling because in the process of journaling, you kind of putting, putting down somewhere, taking out of yourself and putting down somewhere, the things that block you from uh, knowing your heart's desires and and that can, that can be a lengthy process and takes time and patience because at first the mind puts up blocks like little road blocks because it's like oh hang on a minute I don't like this I want to be in charge still <laughs> I've been in charge all this time you can't just demote me <laughs> what are you listening to her for <laughs> I'm the one that knows everything you know, so you end up in this kind of um, egoic um, <clears throat> tug of war. So there's practices that that support that, that kind of help to ease that and kind of help to ease the mind. So one, of course, is meditation. I think that's well known that it's, it's good for calming minds. Um, not going to meditation with the agenda of shutting your mind up or anything like that, because it'll just fight back stronger, but just, you know, with the the intention that it's good for the mind and healing and helpful and and almost like kind of cradling it like a baby, like, you know, um, soothing it, basically soothing it, that's the word. You need to soothe it because if it isn't soothed and it suddenly just doesn't get listened to, um, like any part of you that doesn't get listened to, starts to shout. Yeah. So, and that, and then you won't be able to hear your heart because the heart's a much softer, gentler nudge anyway. So in order to listen to the heart, you need to do things like meditation practice or just sit in silence or, you know, maybe go out in nature. If you're not the sort of person to do meditation and just allow, um, the quiet, um, I recommend you do this on your own, by the way, but, you know, <clears throat> if you've got somebody that you're in a, a very good relationship with that you can explain what you're doing, that might be supportive. It, it depends on the person and your situation. Um, but I personally recommend solitude. I don't think you can beat that, really. Um, go out in nature, go away somewhere, go somewhere different, and your mind gets occupied. It's like, oh, look at this pretty thing, Oh, look at that, you know. Um, and then that when your mind's occupied just gives the heart a little chance to creep in. So, and then what you need to be doing is listening to the heart. So the heart I find anyway, for me is a much gentler, softer, less insistent, less determined to be right kind of voice. Um, and, and just like a feeling like a knowing for me. And now, cause I'm a little bit better now at, at listening to it and being aware of it. I can actually feel it. Um, it just slightly opens. So, so when we're talking about the heart, in that sense, we're talking about the, the heart chakra, which is in the middle of your chest, um, about the same level as your actual physical heart and that kind of opening can just feel like a very soft gentleness or if you've ever been in love you just get like a little feeling of that um and so that's that's a way of knowing oh that's my heart so what's she saying what does she want where's she leading and the thing is with the heart the heart wants what the heart wants and it's not always reasonable (laughs) and it's not always practical okay so that's when you need to be working with the union of the mind and the heart and letting the mind discern whether what the heart is wanting is a good idea. <laughs> it's not always. So let me try and give an example of that. Um, uh, I haven't prepared anything. <laughs> Oops. Um... Oh, I know. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, right. So, um, if you've been watching a while or if you know me, you know that I absolutely love cats I'm, I'm completely cat mad. I mean, you will have seen, I've just had my little one of my little cats here with me. Um, and I really love them and they're a great comfort, um, an ally to me on this path and always have been. <clears throat> and, um, recently I really like long-haired cats even though they're a pain in the butt because they don't like to necessarily like to be brushed and they have to be, but I, I just really like long haired cats. I just find them a little bit cuter and a bit more cuddly and things. And I recently was offered to rehome two long haired cats. Um, two boy, I, I love boy cats. I don't know why. I've just got a bit more of a affinity with boy cats. Um, and these were two boys. And I, you know, my heart was like, it was like, whoa, it was like a big portal, and um, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, God, and and I know, I know that I would be a very, very good cat mummy to them, you know, and they'd be very lucky to be rehomed with me and adopted by me, and my heart was very excited, and. You know, if I'd have just followed my heart, they'd be here now. They'd be in this video. Yeah. And I'd probably quite like it. But <laughs> my mind is, like, thankfully, yeah, stepped in and was like, hold on a minute, Luna. <laughs> you don't have any money. <laughs> you've only got a really small place where you live. And you've got two other very sensitive cats one of them is very high maintenance and very attached to you. And the other one likes her quiet and to be left alone and doesn't want, you know, noise or, or chaos or anything. And if you get two more cats, there's likely to be noise and chaos. And you're less likely to have time with your high maintenance one that you, you know, have a very good soul bond with and they might not get on. And then it'd have to be rehomed again. Um, and you've no space for them and, <laughs> and on and on and on, you know. <laughs> I don't really have the practical um ability to take them on. My heart has the ability to take them in and love them. But I don't, you know, necessarily have enough money for all the cat litter and cat food and bets and brushes and toys and <laughs> and all the very special things that all you know my other two cats get. And so actually the heart, heart and mind's joint decision then was that the most loving kind thing I could do is say no. But can you see if I'd just followed my heart, like I say, I'd have them now, but I'd also have the problem of how I'm going to feed them and, and whether they're getting on with my existing colony of cats and and so on. And so we have to use discernment because, you know, sometimes we can't just go after what we want. It's a bit like, um, I don't know, you, you may fall in love with somebody, but they're in an existing relationship. Well, you can't you can't chase after that person, you know, you, you can't pursue them in any way, shape or form. Your heart might want to, but the mind will tell you, well, actually, <laughs> we don't want to be cruel to another person and, um, you know, upset their existing relationship and people are going to get hurt here. So... So can you see it's that kind of like union the discernment of the mind um the guidance of the heart and the discernment of the mind that create better more responsible more accountable choices more conscious choices in the world and that is how we heal the patriarchy with love we're just putting a bit just a little bit more awareness um kindness and compassion into all our thoughts our actions and we're doing it in this you know, this, um, this sacred union of the mind and the heart. So I think, I think that's it. And I don't want these videos to be really long because, um, I know people don't have a lot of time these days. So I think that's enough for this series. I'm not sure what, um, part four is going to be. Um, it hasn't come to me yet and I'll, I will let my heart be the guide. So let it be a nice surprise and I'll be back next week um, with part four, whatever it is, the mysterious part four of Healing the Patriarchy with Love. Um, Please do um, ask me questions, write comments, share your stories, particularly stories of living from the heart. I really like those. Um, Oh, and also I did want to mention that I, I am going to be putting together a podcast for Healing the Patriarchy with Love. So if you have followed your heart in some way in the world, um, kind of uh, booking the trend and the norm and the uh, the copycat life that I just talked about earlier, um. then perhaps you would like to come on and talk to us all about that. And if you would, please get in touch, because um, I'd love to get to speak to you. And I'm really, in, really interested and really curious about other people's lives and how they're healing the patriarchy with love, because I know there are people doing that Um, whether they realise it or not and so I want to bring more of that into the world and more awareness around that and more um, ideas and inspiration around it so I thought it would be great to involve other people and see what they're doing so if that interests you um, please get in touch and let me know and I'll be very happy to to get to speak to you and to share you um, on this Healing the Patriarchy with Love. Okay, so my Facebook page again is facebook.com forward slash Luna Louise Anna. I'd love to see you over there. Um, my YouTube is the same, it's Luna Louise Anna. So it depends which platform you're watching this on, wherever you might want to join. Please do subscribe to get to get to know about this first. You get notifications and things and some of mine, um, I only submit to subscribers and don't submit to anybody else. Um, you know, unlisted ones. So if you want to be privy to that, get over to YouTube and subscribe. Okay, lots of love darlings. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Bye.